Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello. It's time for Startup Office Hours. I'm Scott Fox. Welcome back. It's time for our monthly session all about how raising money can help you move your startup forward, farther, faster, with more customers, uh, better capital structure, and uh, better growth prospects that hopefully also add something of value to the world. So I'm Scott Fox. I'm here today to talk to you and help you out, hopefully. Uh, we're going to be here for about an hour together taking questions live from all over the world. And if you have a question about uh, startup fundraising or startup strategy, uh, please, you can put it in the chat room here. We're going to turn on the chat here in just a second. Here comes the chat room. If you are on uh, YouTube or LinkedIn, you can uh, comment there, and it will show up as a chat here. I'd be happy to help any and all of you because that's kind of what I do at this point. Uh, I'm a serial Internet entrepreneur. I've been at the Internet and digital startup game for 25-plus years now. Done pretty well at it. And these days I spend a lot of my time trying to help other people find their on-ramps onto what we used to call the information superhighway. There's lots of opportunities still out there. Um, the game is not quite in the first and second inning like it was when I started writing my books over here. Uh, but along the way, there have been all kinds of new opportunities created as well. And uh, entrepreneurs all over the world are taking advantage of this, but it can get a little difficult once it's time to raise money. Uh, if you don't have a financial background or if you don't know the right people, uh, it can take a lot uh, more work and perhaps unfairly a large amount of work to get uh, your startup funded so that you can make a difference in the world. So um, like I said, I'm a serial Internet entrepreneur. These days I'm more of an angel investor. I've written these uh, three books here uh, are all in English and the others are foreign translations. So if you're uh, joining us from somewhere else in the world and English is not your native language, welcome. Happy to have your, you here too. Thanks for joining us. And uh, like I said, let me put up the, uh, the link here. If some of you want to uh, join us for, uh, let's see, well, you could comment, right? Comment on LinkedIn or YouTube uh, to post your questions, and they'll show up on the, nope, sorry, that side <laughs> over there. Uh, they'll show up in a second, and we can start talking about that. And then, of course, if you want to join me on camera, a bunch of you, oh, there we go. There's a couple folks. Hello, Corbin. Hello, Ritish. If you'd like to join me on camera, you can use this link here. You'll have to type it in, I guess. Although, you know what? I could put that in the chat room, couldn't I? That would be really clever and high-tech. Uh, there it is. Okay, I'll put it here in the chat room for you folks if you just want to click on it. Um, let's see. Now, i got to use the chat room. That's harder. There we go. Okay, here's the chat. If you're watching and you can click on that, then you can come into the green room, the backstage, and uh, let me know uh, when you do. If you would type into the chat just roughly what your question is. Just, you don't have to give me the whole question, but like do you want to talk about fundraising or product development or strategy or uh, team building or how to split uh, shares with co-founders. You know, just give me some ideas so I can work it into the show. And we'll be getting to our questions in just a minute here. Um, let's see, what else do I want to tell you? Okay, so why do we do this? Why do we do this? I think that entrepreneurs are honestly the most important positive force we have in the world. There's lots of great people doing lots of great work. But entrepreneurs, well, we're optimists, we get things done, and we're dedicated to making the pie bigger. A lot of people are arguing over the size of the pie, right, and kind of slice it into smaller and smaller bits. But the fact is, we need to make the pie bigger, and we have the resources, and we have the, uh, the assets, and we have the intelligence. What we really need is the will. We need the will to support our startup founders at all levels and all colors and races and locations and uh, minority status and all those things, right? We need to support everybody so they can start to participate in this because it will grow the pie bigger. And that's our best opportunity for improving 
well, frankly, everything, right? Um, the politicians are certainly not doing it, right? So it's up to us. So uh, once a month here, I turn on the, uh, the camera here in my office. Uh, I'm in Southern California at lunchtime, and I try to help folks if I can uh, by taking questions live. So that's what we're doing here. And um, be happy to, um, you know, take those questions, as I said. Uh, and if you want to know more about me, there's a page on Wikipedia about me and other stuff. Um, but I run the Orange County Startup Council here in Southern California and work with startups all over the world. And uh, I'm an active investor with uh, organizations like Tech Coast Angels. I'm an LP in several funds and so forth. So I've really been on both sides of the equation. A lot of the advice about startup fundraising is kind of um, venture capitalists telling you what you need to do to, to please them, right? And then um, there are often uh, entrepreneurs telling their story. There aren't, unfortunately, as many of us who have both raised money as entrepreneurs and then also become investors who also then take the time to discuss it <laughs> and offer the opportunity for other people to give feedback. Uh, so that's what we're doing here, uh, and I'm trying to help you out if you have questions. So, like I said, uh, jump into the chat room if you'd like, and, um, or I see a couple people coming in backstage, uh, Rick and Michael. Uh, and it uh, looks like we got two Ricks there. Is one of those with, coincidentally two Ricks, or <laughs> well, I guess we'll find out. Um, as a quick uh, disclaimer, this is not qualified legal or financial advice. I do have a law degree, uh, but this, I'm not your attorney. I am not a financial advisor. Uh, you need to consult your own experts because every situation is different, and it's up to you to make things happen on your own. Okay, I'm just trying to help. This is entertainment value only. Hopefully it's entertaining anyway, right? And also this is being shared, uh, recorded and shared, and uh, will show up on uh, YouTube and lots of other places. So hope to be helpful to you today. That's the bottom line. There are no sales pitches. We're just trying to help. All right. So I think we're ready to get to our activities here. Um, oh, if you wouldn't mind, I, like I said, I'm doing this for free as a volunteer. Would you like and subscribe and smash that button uh, on YouTube or LinkedIn? Give a little thank you, et cetera. Share it, all that kind of stuff. We'd, I'd really appreciate it. And so would, um, you know, all the other people that come back every month to do this. All right. So we've got, um, okay, so I see uh, there's Michael again. Hey, Michael and Kevin Dietz and Rick. Could each of you guys just uh, put in, yeah, Kevin, you, right there, where you typed, could you just give me a quick, just a one-liner what your topic is about so I can, can connect the dots and we'll do this in an order that makes sense to the audience. Uh, and the rest of you guys, uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Tom and Sippo and Gutswings and Corbin and Riddish. Um, lots of uh, folks here today. And uh, there's Dan. Oh, Dan's got a question. Good. Excellent, Dan. Um, that, that's good. And let me also point out you can join our mailing list. This is a mailing list that's very useful. It contains um, not just events, not just these events. It's like all the good events I can find, as well as articles and things that I find around the web. Um, and uh, I think it could be useful to a lot of you. So, okay, now that <laughs> I guess I better start, stop uh, preambling and get going. Looks like we've got a bunch of questions rolling in here. Let me just make sure I didn't... Um, miss anything else here that I need to say before we get going. Um, okay. Uh, well, let me just say this because I always forget to say this. If you do have feedback, email us. That's the easiest way. I uh, would have very much appreciated. Uh, and uh, oh, also, if you want to connect with me, there it goes. I'm on LinkedIn, and you should be too. Um, that really is the place where this stuff is happening these days uh, for business. So if you're not active on LinkedIn, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of firms I look at, uh, early stage companies, have a really weak LinkedIn presence. Sometimes they're so early stage, they don't even have a LinkedIn. They haven't announced themselves as a company. So you guys got to get on there. I know it's a pain, but it's kind of one of those things. You set it up once and it's good, right? At least for a while. So I would get out there and do some of that uh, if I were you. Um, LinkedIn, get your profile up to date. Uh, and, and by the way, if you're looking for fun, here's a key one. Actually, this happened last week. 
Uh, I was at a screening for an angel group I belonged to, and we had several companies posting, uh, p- pitching, sorry. So they had gotten through the pre-screening and they were pitching. And I went to uh, post on LinkedIn and say, you know, congratulations, thanks to these companies for pitching us. You know, we hadn't made an investment decision yet, but I wanted to, you know, promote them on LinkedIn, give them some sunshine, you know, for, for their work and say, hey, you know, this, these folks seem like they're, you know, on, on the right path. And I couldn't even find them on LinkedIn, right? Even the founders. Uh, sorry, no, that's not it. The companies I couldn't find. And the founders still had their day jobs or their former jobs as their number one employment thing. So when I searched on, call it uh, the banana company, when I searched on the banana company, I could find no employees and no company. And when I searched on the individual executives, they didn't list the banana company as something they were even doing. So how, how are we supposed to believe that this is real, right? So you've got to be careful about this. Don't spend all your time on TikTok. <laughs> Get over on LinkedIn and upgrade your, your, uh, your settings over there. Okay. So um, thank you all for coming. Let's get to it. So my main, let's say, Kevin, um, I'm just going to, I'm looking here in the chat room. Let me put that up again. If you guys want to join me on camera, it's always more fun to have people on camera. Uh, and I will get to the text ones also, but priority to the on-camera folks. Okay, so I'm just reading here real quickly. Kevin, okay, close to MVP. How can he gather audience for a new launch? Okay, that's a good question. Michael, what local communities can aspiring entrepreneurs interact in? Yeah, find like-minded individuals. That's a good one. Okay, Kevin, my main problem, chicken and egg. Tons of getting early adopters. Okay, so we got a couple versions of, of the early adopter thing. Okay, well, let's get started right there then. Sorry, let me just look quickly at the uh, chat room ones as well. Uh, income, yes. Okay, pre-seed funding. Okay, okay, okay. All right, so let's go. I'm going to bring some of our friends on camera here. Let's see who wants to go first. There we go. Hi, guys. Um, I guess you can hear me, right? Okay. Can some of you talk? I'm not sure I can hear you yet. I see Michael and Kevin. Yeah, you're both talking, but I can't hear anything. Uh, we are muted. Oh, there we go. I am muted. There, there we go. Okay. Who said that? <laughs> Somebody was muted. Michael. Okay. Yeah, I, I have the, the microphone buttons in the center there. I Got it. Okay. So, all right, so let's, uh, Rick and uh, Kevin, how about you guys? Nope, still not hearing you, uh, Kevin, and Rick either. Okay, well, I guess we'll leave with Michael then, and we'll figure out the other two. You're on Linux. (laughs) Who was that? Was that Rick? Yeah, a little bit. You're real choppy there, Rick. Yeah, that's not working, but we'll come back to you. Let's start with Michael here, and we'll get going. Uh, sorry for delaying you, but we'll go. And then, oh, Echo, Eco also just joined us. So, so. Um, hey, Michael. Thank you, Scott, for, for being here. Uh, love chatting with you. So just for me, I, I still specifically have something other than saying that I'm an aspiring entrepreneur myself, looking to engage in communities and work on some maybe local projects with other entrepreneurs. So. Maybe you have some tips for local communities, such as uh, San Diego Startup Week. I just I just got a ticket for that. I'm yeah. looking forward to going to that. But any other things, for, uh, resources that entrepreneurs can kind of connect with locally that are available to us? Sure. Um, yeah, I spend a lot of time. Michael, you're, he's here in Orange County, which is where I am. We're between Los Angeles and San Diego. Um, so we're kind of a... A very developed but still kind of a suburb, right? So we have to find things. And this is probably true of a lot of you. Not everybody lives in San Francisco, right? 
Um, so yeah, I've, so I spent a lot of time developing community here in our neighborhood physically, um, but the COVID knocked down so many of the events, it's hard for everybody to get together, right? Um, my, the, the quick shot I would have for you is Meetup. Meetup has thousands of groups of all kinds. And um, even if those of you who are familiar with Meetup um, haven't checked in lately, there are new people adding new groups all the time. Uh, and I run a bunch of meetup groups in, uh, across different cities even, right? Uh, and that's a good way to find people that are like-minded. And then the trick, of course, with that um, is with, with all the other things is that getting on those mailing lists, then they'll start adding you to other mailing lists, right? So my second thought would be, and this is for everybody, not just Orange County. I can get it more specific in a second from Michael here. Um, but I, I sign up for lots of newsletters. I get lots of newsletters. And what I do, especially now that things are virtual, I hate to admit this because I don't want you guys doing this to me, but <laughs> you go to an event and register, even if you don't show up, they usually put you on the mailing list, right? And then you start getting more and more and, and, and you find more and more things. So um, it's that maybe is that really obvious, but uh, that works for me. Is that something you've tried those things? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Indie Hackers community, I just mm -hmm. discovered that one. That's it's good. been out for a while. Great resource. I've, I've started to get more involved in that one. Uh, subscribing to independent bloggers. Mm -hmm. I follow a lot of newsletters too, which I really like. So that's, yeah. that's certainly a good starting point. Yeah. There's also, of course, everybody's got Discord channels, right? It's just hard to find those. Mm -hmm. So um, what I would, to get even more specific, I would not specific to Orange County, but in niches, right? Find the niche that you're into and find those bloggers. I think you're on the right track. I follow certain like uh, investors I like or certain kinds of products or industries and find those bloggers. And every now and then, you know, they'll have an event or something. And these days they're virtual, which is not as much fun perhaps, but it means you can get invited to stuff in New York or Singapore, you know, uh, and that's really cool. Specifically in Southern California, um, oh, the other big one is alumni association. So if you have any um, uh, connection with a local university um, or even high school, I guess, but really universities are where this happens, uh, alumni associations are always running different stuff. Like I run the Stanford Angels here in Orange County, as I think you know. Um, and um, uh, here in Orange County, uh, UC Irvine, and you know, there's, there's things going on. Fullerton has a lot of things. Um, and getting on the university uh, mailing lists uh, is a good one. And also incubators and accelerators, because they are in the business of, of connecting things. In fact, that's a specific one. Have, I don't know if you've encountered the Long Beach Accelerator yet, uh, but there's a Long Beach Accelerator run by a friend of mine, Andrea, um, and they've become really active in the last year, uh, and they have some really cool events. So Long Beach is a little drive for us, but not terrible. Uh, I would look at that one. Um, there's also uh, LAVA, the uh, Los Angeles Venture Association. They have uh, events that you might look at. Um, and what else? Yeah, San Diego. Some of those incubators, uh, can people join even though it's not your idea? Like you just work on someone else's idea and kind of partner with other people? Sometimes. Um, the, but I'm not talking about joining. I'm just talking about going to the happy hour that they have, right? Or they'll have a demo day or something. Just going you know, not actually enrolling. Enrolling is a, you know, becoming part of the incubator is a whole process, which is, could be great. Depends on the incubator, right? And how much, uh, how much equity they want for it. Um, but uh, by going to the open events that they have, you'll meet other entrepreneurs. And I thought that was the core of your question. So I would look mm -hmm. at that. Actually, UCI has the Wayfinder program too. 
um, which is a, a big one. Um, and they have open demo days, uh, and you can go. And the new venture competition, yeah, any big university these days, um, either the undergraduate off in the engineering school or if they have an undergraduate business school, and the uh, graduate business school for sure. There's, there's entrepreneurship stuff going on all the time. Anyway, I hope that's helpful. And by the way, any of you, the rest of you have ideas, um, please put them in the chat, right? You guys can use the chat. We can all use the chat to help each other too. I don't have all the answers. I'm just kind of the host here, right? So if you have suggestions for Michael, please type those in uh, and share them with him as well. Cool. Well, nice to see you. Nice to see you, Michael. Great. Yeah. Uh, Thank well, you so much. See, see you again. Uh, Tuesday the 2nd, um, running another happy hour at uh, in Irvine. So that's on the uh, Orange County Startup Council blog. So you could come there as well. Okay. So that's our friend Michael. Thanks for joining us, Michael. And let's see. Who else we got here? So sorry, let me take a quick peek at the chat. And... So, okay, Tom and Carlo and Rick, uh, Kevin, oh, Kevin's back, okay, got over the Linux thing. Okay, so let's talk, um, well, Rick, let's see, Rick, let's see if your, uh, your microphone's working any better. How's that? Can you hear me? Oh, that's a little better. I think so. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Yes. So where are you, where are you, Rick? Um, where are you? So hi, Sorry. Where are you? Oh, I'm based in Riverside. Riverside. I think we have met uh, another startup that I have started uh, was the graduate job to provide a temporary employment services. Oh. When you have the mastermind group. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, a couple years ago now, yeah. That was shut down um, due to ED. Sorry. Well, um, I'm here to, uh, I just came up with a new idea ready to launch. We have developed uh, a landing page and the idea on one. So a lot of the time, People are doing research based on Quora, Reddit, and watching research um, platforms where you can really connect one-on-one -on -one experience. So if I, or, um, you know, you have been to Philippines for, for travel, and you can advise where to stay, what not to do. Mm -hmm. There are only bloggers. There are no one-on-one -on -one advice. Thank you. Mm. So people can really connect on one-on-one. -on -one. Okay. So what's the question? The question is, uh, right now we are targeting new moms and new travel, um, travel. Um, how can we expand this, like how can we give them a selective feedback and go from there? Um, and is the product launched? Uh, so we have landing page, the product will be right with the week. Okay. And the product is what, just roughly? It's a matching matching service. Uh, product is app, so you you post it right away. Within within thirty seconds or one minute, people will call you, right? So if we have, once we have you call, can call you right away, and you get you get your question answered. You don't have to uh, go through the blog. You don't have search and They just tell you what they know. Okay. Oh, I see. Interesting. Okay. So it, for travel advice, like uh, if I go to Las Vegas, can I find a babysitter? That kind of thing. That's yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So how do you how do you find so how can uh, how can Rick find more moms and uh, travelers and people that would be interested in this? So anybody has suggestions for him, please chime in in the chat room. Uh, I'm sure he's open to suggestions. Um, so what? Let's see. What would I do? Well, the trick of is of course these days it's really hard to do anything without spending money, right? You used to be able to go on Facebook and attract an audience or LinkedIn or 
um, you know, all these social media now, they're trying to monetize us all, all the time. Um, and unless you've got really good dance moves, even TikTok is tough to, <laughs> tough to penetrate, right? So um, I guess I would be looking more grassroots. Um, one of my mantras is always to try to buy wholesale instead of retail. So by that, I mean, I would be looking for places where you have a nexus or a collection of those type of people already uh, and try to get a bunch of them at once rather than engaging one at a time. Of course, you can engage one at a time. If you get a big fish, that could make a real difference. But uh, I would be thinking about um, like uh, travel agencies or uh, to the extent those exist anymore or uh, local t uh, travel bureaus or um, like the Chamber of Commerce uh, in a big city like Orlando or uh, Sydney, you know, or Honolulu that has a lot of traffic. Uh, and maybe you start with a specific city um, rather than trying to do the whole world um, and working with them to try to provide resources, that, that kind of thing. Um, it's, hard to, um, it's hard to build things anymore one person at a time. Um, or you might turn the, they say, turn the telescope around, look the other direction. You might go wide um, and start like a podcast or something like that where you're giving context um, in a travel show that's sponsored by your, um, your new business, right, so that there's content there for people to engage in. And, of course, those are all kind of almost Web 2.0 ideas. These days you really should be thinking about social even before you – that kind of stuff, right? Um, so if there are things that you can do that would be viral uh, and shareable – um, with travel, you have the beauty of all kinds of photography, ideally, right? Um, but I guess I would be thinking about something like uh, picking a specific uh, city uh, or a country uh, where you had some connections maybe to make a really good sort of beta product and so that then you could kind of say, look, this is what we did for whatever, for Dallas, Texas. Now we're going to expand to Honolulu or whatever. Uh, so they call that uh, land and expand, right? Get, get a beachhead and then try to grow from there. Um, or you, you got to, the problem is with the mass audience thing, you've got, you're trying to get a whole bunch of people and a whole bunch of content at the same time, right? And, and, and adoption and, and you kind of need to, I think you need to narrow one of those down is what I'm saying, right? And, and maybe you are. Is, it, is that helpful? Yes, absolutely. So again, we have, um, we have people who have, uh, who have the experience before that. Um, you know, advise the people, but at the same time, they also have some questions in different areas that we are thinking of adding is gardening, traveling, motherhood, mm -hmm. um, nutrition, and many things. But right now, we're just focusing on two categories, mainly which is travel and new options all the time. And, you know, they kind of get scared that they don't know what to do with the babies or, you know, oh, I dogs see. and everything. So rather than just connecting with quickly who has been with them that very on one on one base, you know, kind of make them comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with the travel, right? When when you um when you read the blog and you know watch YouTube videos and go on the tour rather than just saying if you go to India, this is a place you want to be, this is a place you don't want to be and this, this is the food that you should be to try this food. Right, right. So kind of things really people um to kind of give them courage what they need. Right. Okay. Yeah, that, that, I, get, I get the angle. So another one that occurs to me is uh, the new moms thing. What I was looking for was where's the money, right? As this is a show about fundraising, right? So what you really got to think about is where's the money? And this is for everybody listening, right? Whatever your question is, back up. Where's the money? Because <laughs> that's what investors want to know about, right? 
So in this case, new moms spend a lot of money on, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, but they have new child and all these diapers and, you know, a crib and all the, you know, whatever, all the stuff. Um, and that's a, that's a cash flow situation that you could get in the middle of. And the people that have the best databases for that stuff are the diaper companies or the uh, baby formula companies like Gerber and people like that um, that make baby food. Um, and partnerships with them is another place I'd be looking because they already have the audience that you want, right? They've got lists of millions of new, new parents. And if you could somehow demonstrate value to them, uh, you know, maybe they could bring you in as a partner or something, and, and that would, could really jumpstart what you're doing. That, that might be worth some research. Um, and I've seen companies do things like that. So that's, that, that's what I would think that would, might be a little different than what uh, your competitors would be doing. So. Uh, one last question for okay. in this age, this is a lot of standards are coming in. Uh, one of the main advertising revenue is advertising revenue is that, or we are still, we can still make money and, you know, revenue. in the beginning, I understand if you don't have million or so maybe in user no company wants to advertise with a green mic. Yeah. may have to do the dry run until that point, but it's right. still it's really feasible. Yeah. Um, it's gotten a lot harder, right? We're all, we're all, we are all trained as consumers to ignore all the ads. Um, tracking is getting harder for privacy reasons, which I actually agree with. Um, so it, it's, it's tough. Um, what I would suggest is look, thinking more about sponsorships. There can be real money made still with sponsorships. For example, if you got a diaper company involved, um, they're probably not going to pay on a per impression basis anyway, because it's going to be, or a per acquisition, because it's going to be hard to, for you to connect the dots between using your travel app for new mommies and then buying more diapers, right? It's probably more of a sponsorship situation anyway. And then the good thing about that is that you're dealing in round large numbers, so, you know, like $5,000 a month instead of, you know, 50,000 impressions at 10 cents each or something, right? So um, I would think uh, advertising broadly defined, like banner ads, yeah, that's going to be tough. But if you include sponsorship as a kind of advertising, I think that's still happening. And you see a lot of that more, um, like in podcasts lately, like there are actually more and more sponsors all the time. It's sounding a lot more like regular radio, right? Because um, there are audiences there. So the trick is, of course, to, to have the audience. Um, once you have the audience, I think somebody will pay you. But like you said, it's not it's not like you're probably your first step, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, nice to see you, Rick. Uh, thanks for being here today. Uh, let's uh, move on and see who else we've got to join us today. Um, okay, there goes Rick. Um, let me do a couple, uh, let's see, you can comment on LinkedIn. Let me change our chirons here a little bit. Um, hey, I want to try this out. There's a new one. Let's see if I can get this working. Um, this is supposed to, oh, look at that. Hey, high tech. <laughs> so I can do both of those at once, huh? All right, speaking of junking things up with ads, I guess that's what we're going to do today. Going to junk things up with ads. Just a quick reminder: this is being uh, recorded and shared. This is not uh, qualified advice. This is us just having fun. And uh, please like and subscribe. Okay, so that's us. And let's go see who else is here. So uh, Rick and uh, uh, Tom and Christian and Kevin. Okay, so let's go back to Kevin because he was uh, Kevin. Let's see if we can get your microphone working this time. All right. Hey. Yeah, that's much better. Sorry we had to kick right. you off Linux. <laughs> we uh, ditched Linux and went over to the Mac. Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, nice to talk to you. Sure. Glad, you too. Glad we could take this. So um, well, let me give you just a real brief pitch, and then that will kind of lead into the question, which I've already alluded to the 
question. So okay. we're working on uh, software developer productivity. Uh, the the name of the class of product that that we're working on is come, being come to be called an internal developer platform. And an internal developer platform is designed to help. Software projects are very complex these days with cloud and microservices. And developers, developers is a really hard job. I mean, you have to juggle so much dynamic information. And it's very hard to become productive, especially if you're onboarding onto a new project or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so there's a new class of tool that's that's kind of coming along. Uh, like I said, called an internal developer platform. There's people coming at this from different angles. So okay, well, so what's angle, so what's the question, Kevin? Sorry, we got a lot of people waiting here. Okay. All right, sorry. Um, so the question is, how do you crack this nut? You mm -hmm. know, like there's there's tons and tons and tons of validation out there. So I don't feel like I need to go out and get, you know, 10 customers. There's massive tons of proof out there already. But I don't have any customers. I don't have the MVP done yet. And, right. you know, it's a chicken and egg problem. We're going to need we're gonna need quite a bit of funding in order to do this. Um, that's the question. Yeah, okay. So, um, unfortunately, I, I, um, I understand you. Sorry to cut you off. We just got a lot of people today. Um, the... Uh, the idea that it's proven is true. I mean, you're talking like about like a GitHub pilot sort of stuff, that kind of thing. I mean, more or less. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, which is super cool stuff. I, I agree. It's been validated. The problem is from an if you're talking about from an investor's point of view or even customer's point of view, yours hasn't been validated, right? So, unfortunately, I think you do need those first ten customers because the fact that it works for you and you believe it isn't the same as, you know, customers and me believing it. I, yeah. That's just the fact, right? And so it's, it's easy to believe in yourself and that's awesome. You have to, right? As an entrepreneur, but um, without customers, why, why should I believe you? I mean, I don't know you, right? You know, no offense. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, and especially if you're talking about investors, they're, they're not going to believe that unless it's your uncle or something. Right. Yeah. Um, um. So I mean that's the that's basically the dilemma that um, that I'm that I'm in right now. Um, it's I just feel like the adoption cycle of how tools like this get adopted is just not going to get adopted on a one one z two z three z kind of thing. Uh, it takes a certain critical mass mm -hmm. of people mm -hmm. being exposed to this, being impressed with this having yeah. a free version that people can use and it you know it just takes a certain amount of critical mass and fermenting in the community before there's going to be you know any significant yeah i i hear you and i sympathize my first company i, I made the mistake it sounds like you're making uh i my first company i raised money for it, uh vc money and the idea was that when we got to scale it would be amazing we never got to scale Right, because I didn't go out and beat the bushes and demonstrate exactly what we're talking about. I've lived this. I, I hear you. Um, I'm sure it's amazing, but um, at the beginning of the road, you got to do things that don't scale. And that's, I think, that's a Y Combinator mantra, right? You got to go get those first customers. I don't. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, if, hey, everybody in the chat room, if you have better ideas, please tell him. I mean, he sounds like a smart guy. He's got a, what you have sounds like a cool platform in a hot space. You've got all the pieces, but. Um, this stuff doesn't work on faith, right? Um, and the things that don't scale, uh, those first 10 customers, 
you know, you can, you can ramp it quickly. It sounds like you've researched this stuff. I mean, you know, you can get, don't just get 10 random, ideally get 10 that are really influential, right? And then incentivize them to spread it. And then it could maybe take off, but um, uh, chicken and egg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's no, there's no good answer to that except to go out and do the work. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody, and please disagree with me in the chat room if, if folks want to. Um, I mean, so. there are companies out there that, you get funding, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can point I can point to companies that have gotten funding. I don't know if they had customers at a time. You know, uh, Swing.io, you know, has raised thirty million dollars. Mm -hmm. Level has raised fifteen million dollars. Yeah. So, uh, well, we should talk. Graph.com has, you know, they're they're doing well now, but you know, they've raised two hundred and twenty-five million dollars from yeah. So, you know, there are companies out there that. Yeah, well, if you don't, you don't know that you can't see inside, right? I mean, it's like you, you don't know, you know, who had a, an uncle on the board who, you know, might have an amazing track record that you didn't see, you know, an advisor that's happening. You know, I, I don't know those stories specifically. I will say valuations have come down a lot. So any of those numbers, I bet you'd probably cut in half, if not more, um, in the last few months. Um, but you can't see behind the curtain and, um, you know, if, or they have just an amazing salesy sort of guy as the CEO, you know, that certainly helps. Um, all those pieces, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but, um, yeah, I would guess that in every case, there are things you can't see below the surface that help that happen, right? Because I, I, again, I've done, I've literally lived what you're living and I was a smart guy and I was pretty, I thought I was connected and I just, I beat my head against the wall, pretty much bankrupted myself, literally. Um, and uh, crawled my way back, but I learned my lesson, right? And so uh, customers first. But that's Honestly, these days it's customers even before product uh, a lot of times because the problem these days isn't the idea or the service or the product anymore. It's distribution. It's exactly what you're saying. Everybody's online, and they're so distracted. How do you get collect an audience? That's the hard part, not the product anymore. So unfortunately, that's that's the challenge. I, I'm, we're we're going in circles. I'm going to have to move on here, but but yeah, you, I, I validate your pain. <laughs> and everybody else. There's your, there's your validation. Yeah, please uh, go in the chat room. Scott, appreciate it. Yeah, nice to meet you, Kevin. Everybody go in the chat room and give Kevin some better ideas. I hope I'm wrong. Okay, so let's uh, have a Christian here. Uh, or oh, sorry, Tom. Tom was up ahead of you. It looks like. All right, let's meet our friend Tom. Here comes Tom. Hello, Tom. Um, need to unmute there, it looks like. Try that again. If you're just tuning in, I'm Scott Fox. You're listening to Startup Fundraising Office Hours. I do this once a month during my lunchtime to try to help founders like you all over the world, including Tom here, who I still can't hear. No? Am I doing something here? Looks like I've, you're, uh, you're not muted, Tom. Sorry. Okay, we're going to have to move on here. Um, we can, well, I'll start hitting the, uh, the chat room here in a couple minutes as well. So put your question in there. And uh, also see Carlo. There's a Carlo in the uh, backstage room. If you want to uh, turn on your camera, we can bring you on. But we're going to bring Christian in the meantime. Here's our friend Christian. Can I hear you, Christian? Yes. Hello. There we Thank go. Thank you. Sure. Nice Thank to meet you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I apologize by uh, accent. Uh, I, I have a startup in Paris, uh, in France. Huh. My accent... Uh, Maybe for you. Uh, so oh. there are two projects. So uh, uh, our project is to provide blockchain. Okay. And the stakeholder is satellite. 
they, they have cooperation on satellites. Hmm. And our idea is to provide them with blockchain. The trap, so blockchain is a new project and satellite is an old project. That means they, uh, uh, they have, uh, I don't know, 50 million uh, revenue or food per year by that. We have nothing because we are, uh, the blockchain is new. And uh, the problem is um, the venture capital has, has uh, past record or uh, they are uh, sales, etc. Yeah. This is the first problem. The second problem, because there are two problems, in order to sell, to sell data on blockchain, you need, uh, like in the United States, an authorization because you sell assets, you sell mm. uh, digital assets. Mm -hmm. So uh, these assets, they should be uh, uh, validated or something uh, secure. So you need a license. It's like casino, you know, when you open a new casino, you need a license. Yeah. Before to have a client, you need uh, uh, to, to have a license to open the casino, so you have no license. So this is our case. Mm. So we cannot deal with the venture capital because we cannot tell them uh, you need a license because in order to get uh, uh, accredited, approved by uh, uh, a digital service provider, as digital service provider assistant, in order to get approved, you need to pay. Uh, it's not free. Okay. It's not, uh, you need to pay. So we need funds for that. So we don't know how to deal with that. Uh, honestly, on my side, because we cannot deal with that, they say you have no customer, etc. You don't need the money. I told them our stakeholder has, uh, I don't know, 50 million revenue per year. They have growth, they have users. So uh, if it's all project, so if you want security, you have an old project. And if you want to pay a new project, because they need investor in a new project, not in an old project, uh -huh. you have to manage here. Okay. This is a problem and I'm not sure this is a solution. To sell, uh, go, go to stakeholder and... Uh, so, so what's the question? I understand the, it sounds like problems. What's, what's to deal with the venture capital because they asked they ask myself mm -hmm. uh, to have past record right. and I have, I have no license. I have, and every time they come to me, I say, go to my stakeholder if you want past record. Right, right, and okay. So uh, I'm there, so go there, but if you want to. Uh, okay, so, so this is, a, okay. okay. Yeah, so that's a hard problem. I don't, as you're a smart guy, right? I, yeah, I, so I don't have a specific answer, but I have a, 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 an idea for you. Um, what, what, well, two, two ideas. One is you, you have to raise money from not venture capitalists, right? From friends or family or uh, relatives, um, you know, and, and just get going on your own. Because these days all the venture capitalists are so greedy because they've made so much money and there are so many companies like all of you guys trying to do things at the same time, they can wait. They have no, there's no rush, right? They wait until you're making money and then they invest, right? So it's the same chicken and egg problem that, uh, that uh, uh, Kevin was talking about. Um, so if you can fund it yourself, that is one answer. And you know that, right? But that's, that's one. We, don't, uh, we, uh, we fund that ourselves 
But at this point, we have no more money yeah. to pay for the license. Right. So we need license to drop. Right. And in the United States, it is very expensive. Yeah. The legal, etc. is very expensive. Right. Okay. So the other idea is this, is that a lot of times if you have a real business opportunity, people have trouble raising money. And like I said, I've had this trouble myself. It isn't so much that you, um, how do I say this? You need to find different investors, right? Because not every venture capital firm is the same, right? They have specialties. And these days there are so many companies, but there are also so many investors that it's really hard to find the ones that match what you're doing. And my recommendation is for my next book, I'm going to be writing about this is that whatever percentage of your time you spend on the product, you spend twice that on finding investors that already are interested in that product. So that when you pitch, you're talking to people who already know. So you may be doing this, I apologize. I'm talking to everyone here, right? But the trick is not to have a great product and then talk to a thousand investors. The trick is to have a pretty good product and know who's going to invest in it before you even call them. I mean, hopefully, right? You don't know, but, but like you're doing, you know, blockchain and securitized tokens or something like that in France. Okay, well, who does that, right? And drilling down before you even get too far and finding whatever it is. It might only be three people, right? Um, but getting to know them and building relationships sooner rather than later before you run out of money. So I don't know that this will help you, but um, everybody thinks, all of us are, if you're a product person, especially if you have like an engineering background or something, you're in love with the product and the, the problem and solution you've come up with. You spend all your time with this and you need to think about, well, of course, who's going to buy it, but then who's going to support it and who's going to invest in it is people that probably have done this before, right? It's not like you're going to invent something that, that suddenly new investors are going to appear. You know, you, there are people that do this all the time, no matter what your field is, uh, and especially in blockchain these days, right? There's lots of them. So that's a long way of saying, I apologize, long way. There are resources. You spend more time finding different investors. Because if you're not a financial person, and I, again, I don't know you, or this may not be you, but for everybody else, um, you don't, all banks are not the same, you know, and all uh, venture capitalists are not the same. Not all angels are the same. You need to find the people that are already do this and meet them. So while we're here, I have actually a special offer I was going to offer everybody today. I have actually, it's funny, you, you set this up. I didn't do this on purpose. This, this is not a sales pitch, but I literally have built a new service to help this, and it's called startupinvestorsdirectory.com. I'm not even going to type it in because I only want people that are listening to get this, okay? And if you go and look at that, it's designed. It has hundreds of VC firms, and you can filter them out to find exactly what they invest in so that you can help this chicken and egg problem. So startupinvestorsdirectory.com. You can go look right now if you want. And if it looks interesting to you and anybody else listening, use the contact form on the, on the site and send us a message and I will send you a code for free because we need beta testers, right? We want people to go check it out and then give us feedback. So startupinvestorsdirectory.com. Thank you for the setup. Christian. <laughs> I set up very nicely for me. <laughs> so that's, that's an idea. I don't know if that will help you, but more re finding the right people is better than, you know, same with, with Kevin. Like, he's like, you know, there are people that do this, right? You got to find them and there might only be two or five of them in the world. Spend your time finding them, and it will be so much easier than sending out a thousand pitches to people who don't have, you know, any background or interest in this, right? They just find it annoying, and that's not how you want to spend your time. 
So anyway, I don't know if that's helpful, but, uh, but everybody please in the, in the chat room as well. And uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, the same reasoning for ICO, because on blockchain there is a lot of ICO. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same uh, answer for that. That's right, because uh, there are people that do this. You know, 10, 20 years ago, if you had said that, nobody knew what you were talking about. But there's plenty of people doing blockchain now, and there's whole funds just doing tokenization and different Web3 securitization strategies, right? That's, that's definitely a thing. So you've got to find the right people. And especially in France and Europe, they're more conservative, right? Um, so the venture capital industry is not as developed. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Well, that's, that's what I got for today. Merci bien. Yeah. Okay. Merci. Au revoir. All right. So, um, okay, so let's, let's hit the uh, chat room here. Um, hopefully this is being interesting to you folks. Thank you all for being here. Um, this is a community service effort uh, to raise up everybody's game. I'm going to dip into the uh, text here. A lot of people have been talking here, and I've been uh, busy with our on-camera guests. Let's see. So, okay, Corbin. Actually, Corbin, you sent in a question, didn't you? Can you come on camera? We'll talk about that if you can. Um, I can let me place um, that link again. Uh, I'll put it in the chat room in case anybody, well, we're running out of time here, but let's see, is it still in my, it is still in my clipboard there, if anybody else wants to join us, okay. So, um, okay, Sipo says, glad to be here. Dan says, a startup that I'm a large shareholder in is planning to go public in two to three years. What should I start doing researching to mitigate capital gains taxes? Ah, an investor on the line. Okay, so Dan, nice to meet you. Um, uh, let's see, okay, so they're going public. Okay, so congratulations, first of all. That's a rare thing, <laughs> I hope it goes well. Hopefully you didn't get completely diluted along the way. Um, hopefully you know about QSBS, the Qualified Small Business Stock Exemption. It's section 1202 of the uh, tax code, I think. Um, and uh, I'm not an expert in this, but um, there are plenty of articles about it online for sure. But it boils down to, I think, having the company had to have less than $50 million in assets and you had to hold it for five years or something like that. It's pretty black and white. So I would definitely be looking into that to see if your company qualifies. Uh, if they don't, um, then you want to um, – well, if they don't, they don't. But if they may, you want to ask them to get working on the paperwork to establish the paper trail that shows that you do qualify for the QSBS exemption uh, because it's, if that happens, I, I'm going to get in trouble here because again, this is not professional advice. But I think it's you. I think you get all gains up to 10 million tax-free. It's at least five million, right? So we're talking potentially millions of dollars tax-free. So that's what I would do. Go look at QSBS. Um, the other thing you might do is think about moving the um, the asset uh, into your 401k. Or, or your uh, IRA or something like that, because as you know, um, those things are tax deferred or, or even tax free uh, if you do it right. So basically you should talk to a financial planner because it sounds like a, a, a nice exit for you and I hope it is, um, but there are things you can do, you're right. Um, but those would be two that come to the, off the top of my head. Okay, that was our friend Dan. Uh, also folks, if you're interested, uh, I'd love to hear where you're from. Uh, it's fun to, obviously we had our, our friend Christian from, uh, from Paris uh, and uh, some other folks from around the country. Um, uh, world, I mean, um, but I had questions coming in from uh, United Arab Emirates and Chile and stuff earlier. I don't know who else here. So, okay, Scott, can you help identify sources in the U.S. for large initial funding? 15 million. Our offers are all overseas. Non-traditional, we build rockets. We will not have revenue for two years. Cool, a hardware startup. Good for you. 
Um, okay, so uh, the short answer is no. I don't know much about hardware or large funding. I'm an early stage software guy mostly, um, but I guess that's again why I built StartupInvestorsDirectory.com. You might go look at that, and if that looks helpful to you and you'd like to be a beta tester, um, check it out, um, and maybe there's some investors in there for you. Uh, the other thing to do would be what we were talking about with Michael at the top of the hour, which was uh, find bloggers and um, people that cover this space, no pun intended, uh, the rocket industry, uh, and just read and get on those mailing lists and figure out who the investors are, right? Uh, every company that's doing something has got investors. Uh, and this is a great tip for everybody. If you're looking for investors, back to what I was talking about with Christian as well, is to um, find people that are already interested in what you're doing, right? You're not going to talk people into this. Uh, it's either they're angels and it's their money and they're not going to give it away, <laughs> or they're uh, fiduciaries, meaning that they are venture capitalists or other types of investors, and it's their job to protect the money and only invest really wisely. So what do they do? They invest in things they know. And if they invest in things they know, that means they've already done it. So there's probably public record of it. And Google is your friend here. Go look around and figure out who invested in the companies that are like yours. And, uh, and then call them, right? Email them. Okay. Uh, Tom says pre-seed funding. It's, Tom, was that you in the uh, – we couldn't get you on the mic there, but um, uh, pre-seed funding, that's a big topic. Um, I guess the short answer, we got a lot of questions. The short answer is <laughs> – this is why I built this, because I figured there was demand, but StartupInvestorsDirectory.com. Uh, Inez, hey, Inez, nice to see you. Thanks for making this available. Nice to, yes, you're welcome. Uh, Sue Hape, hey, nice to meet you, Sue Hape. Um, I think you sent in a question as well. If you'd like to come in the, uh, on camera, we could uh, talk about that. Um, Inez is looking for somebody uh, to help her do a case study. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, any suggestions on best places to find such partners? So that's a question for me. Well, this is a good place, perhaps. Uh, we have students watch this uh, show a lot, um, so if anybody out there is a student or uh, wants to work on a case study to support Inez's uh, business development, uh, you can find her in the chat room there. Um, other than that, I would go to the universities. I mean, that's pretty obvious. I think you're in San Diego, as I recall. So uh, UCSD, um, um, USD, FDSU. Up here, we've got UC Irvine, um, but of course, it wouldn't have to be local anymore. Um, you might just Google it. I mean, there's, uh, you know, this doesn't have to be face-to-face -face anymore. Zoom is a, a lovely thing, um, but uh, I would look around for that online, uh, and um, there's even, you could post a job even, right? If you call it a job, it's probably free, but somebody might be interesting to, interested in doing that. Um, okay, so let's see. MexDC, thank you, Scott. You're welcome. Demian Pedroza here in OC. If you're looking for equity sharing, uh, equity sharing for initial team engagement, recommended percentages limits, best practice. Okay, that's a good one there, uh, Demin. Uh, early stage founders often get tripped up by this. Uh, you need to have in writing everything early on, um, and you need to split things fairly with your team. So uh, whether you're a co-founders or not, um, somebody should be the CEO, equal partners and co-CEOs, Investors don't really like that. They like to know somebody is really the guy or the gal. Um, and then you share as appropriate, depending on a few things. Um, obviously, how much they're contributing. This can be either hours, expertise, connections, or time, or all of those things, right? Um, but it has to be relative to the other folks. It has to be relative to industry standards. There are industry standards for these things these days. You could look online. Um, and then this is the key a lot of people miss. There should be vesting. You should have an agreement 
that tells how much this person gets over what period of time. And um, here's the key, what happens if they stop contributing, right? So they may just quit. You may have a fight that happens. They, something good may happen in their life. You know, they may have a baby. They may have triplets, right? Or they, you know, move across country and they can't be involved anymore because they need to get a job, right? Um, still, what happens, right? Does a, do they keep the equity? You know, does it stop? All that kind of stuff. Um, and uh, you need to think those things, think, think those things through. Um, my other recommendation, I keep this right here um, for this question because we get this question a lot, is um, there's a methodology called slicing the pie. This is a website, uh, Slicing the Pie. This is the handbook, but there's a website. There's an app for that. There's also one called Comparably.com, and you can go out there and um, find uh, the current sort of industry rates and, and so forth because it's a lot easier discussion. It's a lot easier discussion with your partners uh, saying, you know, uh, you think you deserve half and so do I, but you're only going to work five hours a week and on this and this, and for that, the industry suggests seven point three percent investing over four years quarterly or whatever it is right having something objective uh, can really help uh, and I would recommend that you do that uh, okay so what else um, there are some folks moving over here from LinkedIn okay that's interesting Nick is that because LinkedIn wasn't working uh, yeah I'd love to hear if you guys are on LinkedIn or not or what's working because <laughs> I can't tell I'm busy okay Sippo says an important question I've been digging in answer for a while and then we'll go back to some video questions guys this is a lot of me talking uh what are the steps i have to go through in sequence to have a healthy good startup meet accountants first or pricing oh yeah you you emailed in didn't you uh i saw this let me um suhaip is that is this suhaip yeah you're from uh ajman in the uae um okay so here this is um uh what are the steps he wants to know what are the steps to go through uh, and his suggestions are meeting accountants first or pricing experts or web developers or what comes first and then second. Uh, the answer is none of those. Zero. None. Do not start by meeting accountants. Do not start by meeting with web developers. Do not start by meeting with pricing experts. You need to meet with customers. This is the same topic that we came up with uh, a little while ago. I think it was with Kevin. Customers are you need to meet with. What do they really need? And maybe you've already done this, so I'm just exaggerating for effect. But all of you, customers are what drive this, right? Investors these days don't fund ideas anymore. There's just no, they don't need to. They can wait for you <laughs> to scratch and scrabble and blood, sweat, and tears and make a little money that proves you have something, and then they'll invest, right? So you have to talk to customers, ideally customers that will actually buy the thing you're talking about. And um, adjust course given the feedback they've given you, right? So you need to figure out how you're going to make money, why you're going to make money, from whom, how much, and how often. I should write that down. That's five good points, right? Maybe that'll go in a book too. Um, but those are the things you need to do. I've seen so many entrepreneurs waste their time doing everything right, right? You don't want to go and get your business permits and design your logo and uh, set up your, uh, your corporate structure and get the stock option plan all set uh, and get all these, you know, bits and pieces so that you're like all legal. That's bullshit that you are, you are, you are hiding, right? You're hiding from the business. You're hiding from your job, which is to engage with customers and make them pay you. <laughs> That's your job. Your job is not setting up stuff. 
and having meetings. Your job is getting paid for stuff, right? So think, uh, I'm, again, I'm exaggerating for effect, but it doesn't mean it isn't true. You've got to meet with customers. What do you want? How often? How much will you pay for it? Why? Right? And that's the story you need to tell to investors. And if you start making money, then you go and meet with the accountants and figure out your tax problem. So, oh, no, you have a big tax problem because you have too much money coming in. Awesome. That's the goal, right? Not to get your tax structure set up perfectly and then have no money. And more importantly, have no time left. This is why I really get excited about this because I've seen people do all the setup and they spend all their money and all the time and all their enthusiasm setting up the perfect structure and even like leasing an office, right? Getting their name on spray painted on the parking spot, you know, and then they're like, oh, you know, I'm really not that into this anymore. And it took them like a year and a hundred thousand dollars and they got nothing, right? So anyway, that's a pet, uh, pet issue for me. That's why I do this though, to help, you know, focus on the money. Where is the money? Okay. So I hope that's helpful. Let's get back on camera here. Enough of me talking. Oh, I'm going to keep talking, but, um, okay. It's almost one. Wow. We're really rolling here. Okay. So Corbin, I think, uh, oh no, Carlos. Uh, sorry, Carlos. Do you want to come on camera? Hold on. Let me bring a couple of you guys in here and let's see who wants to talk about what. And, uh, E-Mang too, you want to turn on your, uh, camera? Um, you can, you can join us too. Okay. So Carlo and, uh, Corbin, what, you guys with me? Yeah. You hear me? Okay. There we go. What did you want to talk about, Carlo? Just the quick version. Uh, I, yeah. I had a quick question. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm wondering what are your thoughts on equity crowdfunding? Oh, cool. Really you think that's a good way to show investors, you know, Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a great question. And Corbin, what was yours? You emailed, I think, didn't you? What? Oh, you're muted there, Corbin. Go ahead. Nope, still muted. Okay, well, we'll go with Carlo and we'll come back to you, Corbin, okay? <laughs> okay, so Carlo, yeah, crowdfunding, awesome. Um, I love crowdfunding. I mean, I think crowdfunding is great not necessarily as a financing vehicle, but because of what I was just talking about, customers. If you can get your customers to come in and demonstrate that they like what you're doing, that validates you, not just financially, but it validates that you have a business, right? And that's what investors want to know. Um, sorry, somebody's messaging me here. Oh, I needed to. Is that there, Yiming? Does that get you what you need? Sorry, he's trying to come on camera. Um, okay, so crowdfunding can be great. Um, there used to be a lot of concerns from professional investors that a crowdfunding round like gummed up your cap table. A, a capitalization table is the list of all the investors, basically. So you'd have like, you know, a hundred or a thousand people on your cap table or something and it would get all difficult. And, and that's true. Um, but they've gotten kind of used to it. Um, the industry has gotten more efficient. Um, WeFunder and um, Republic and those sort of things. Oh, there's, you may, there we go. Okay. So we're getting close to Ming. Just hang on and we'll, we'll come to you in a second. Hello. <laughs> I can see your ear. There she is. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just hang on a second. I'm talking to Carla. We'll come on back in a minute. Thanks. Um, okay. So, um, so it used to be kind of a no, no. Now it is, I think it's an okay thing and it actually can be great validation. Uh, I wouldn't do it so much. I mean, if you, if you hit the, what's the metaphor? Strike when the iron's hot or something. Um, Think about it maybe as raising a ton of money, but if you can raise enough money to show that uh, investors and other people that you're real and that people are excited about what you're doing, that's worth the money and the validation. 
Does that answer your question? Yeah, that was very helpful. Okay. Okay, sure. Uh, my cautionary tale would just be that it takes a lot more to raise money on crowdfunding than people think. It's really a marketing exercise, right? You can't just put up an offer, expect a bunch of people to show up and give you money. It's you've got to have some some dry powder, some cash to like make a nice video and you know buy maybe buy a bunch of ads on you know Instagram or you know whatever your mechanism is. You really need to think about who your audience is first. Because the last thing you want to do is put up an offer, you know, and you raise like $8 or something, right? Then that just, that, that actually looks bad, of course. Um, but the um, crowdfunding companies are pretty sophisticated these days and will try to help you with that if they think you've got a legit offer. Um, if you are thinking about that or anybody is, I have connections at most of the crowdfunding companies. I actually am an investor in several of them. I think I love crowdfunding. I think it's a fantastic thing. Um, uh, for the investors, the general public, and of course for us entrepreneurs. Um, but if you like introductions, I can probably help with that. So you could use the contact form um, on any of my sites and uh, we'll reach out if, if that's useful. So cool. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Okay. So um, let's see. So Corbin, let's try Corbin again and then we'll go to Yi. Um, sorry there, Carlo. All right. All right. Let's, can we? Yes, there we go. Hello, sir. Nice to meet you. Perfect. Um, so, so, yeah, so my question was just about trying to find the proper evaluation number for multiplier. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, uh, my space is a mobile advertising space, and so it's hard to find companies that have actually gone through an acquisition, and that's public information. So I'm just trying to find the correct numbers on that before I start taking anything to, to investors. Yeah, that's tough, right? Um, especially for um, – smaller companies that aren't public or something and they get acquired, you don't have any idea what the metrics were, right? Is that kind of what you're facing? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't have a great answer there um, other than research, research, Google, 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 right? Um, there are um, resources, uh, you probably know about TechCrunch or PitchBook, um, but they're, those are expensive. They're industry standard thing, you know, like $5,000 memberships and stuff, to, uh, Crunchbase, sorry. Um, uh, so, yeah, um, I guess what I, at the same time, I would caution you to not spend too much, I mean, I don't know you, we just met, right? But, um, you know, if if you have an engineering background or you're a CPA or something, you often get charmed by the spreadsheets, right? Um, and that's a good thing to do because investors do want realistic numbers, right? But I, in my experience, there's kind of two kinds of investors. Um, and when you meet people, you can kind of figure out what they're looking for. There's kind of the uh, detail investors, and then there's the vision investors, right? Um, so if you're meeting with people who are like former CPAs or CFOs, um, um, they're probably going to really want to drill down on your assumptions, right? Uh, and really, it will be a big deal. On the other hand, if you're meeting with people who are more like vision investors, maybe they have a background more like in business development or something, um, and they're more like following trends, they won't be probably as particular on the specifics of the calculations, right? Um, and that is probably more like solo investors um, or people who have a background in that industry, like they kind of get it, they feel like they have an advantage anyway, as opposed to in the first category, VCs who are fiduciaries, and they're going to need to drill down the numbers, take it to their committee, to their partners, you know, prove the math more. So it can it can be a little less of a lift if you're talking to the trend investor as opposed to the, the detail investor, if that's helpful. So you don't worry about it too much. Because the fact is all of us know that these are assumptions, right? Well, we're not looking so much for the detail of the specifics 
uh, of what it adds up to as a demonstration of your thought process and the fact that you've considered the many variables because, you know, an estimate times an estimate times an estimate <laughs> is nonsense, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, what we need to know is it, is it bigger than a bread box, smaller than a house? You know, is it blue, is it green? You know, and if things go wrong, what does it look like, right? That kind of stuff. So I, um, I applaud you for trying to be as detailed as you can, and you have to, but um, don't kill yourself either because if they like you and they like the concept and they see that you're in a growth market, um, a good investor will work with you on, you know, trying to refine the projections uh, as long as your initial set isn't just stupid, right? So. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. That helps with a lot of the uh... – the mental stress about that part. Okay, yeah. cool. Always want, always want it to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. It's it's a natural thing. Yeah, but it, you can waste a lot of time making it perfect, and um, when you should be talking to customers. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing. You sense a theme here. Okay. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Okay. So then uh, here's here's Yi Ming. Hello. Hello there. Nice to meet you. Hello. Hi. Hi, Scott. How Hi. are you? Good. How are you? Where are you calling Good. from? I actually, uh, 2009, I came from China oh. um, since 2009. So okay. I'm an immigrant, uh, trying to be a good example. <laughs> good, <laughs> good for you. Where do you live now? I live at Hershey, Pennsylvania. Okay. Nice to meet you. What, can, what do you want to talk about? Yeah, so for startup, I feel like it's really hard to do the fundraising. Fortunately, I work so I can support my, pretty much I use myself to uh -huh. take money and use that money to develop this product mm -hmm. called cocardi.com. Um, I found it and I have a team. Uh, right now we are trying to generate uh, uh, revenue and users. But my question to you is, like, I have some investors that in hand, they first of all say, oh, okay, I need to see the MVP. Now I feel like I'd be on the MVP part because the website's running, it's working, starting to generate users, and when I reach out to them, I, they say, oh, now I want to see the traction. Yeah. So what? <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. Right. I, I feel like... You know, MVP or a beta, I don't know where is the cutting line between of them. Yeah. And then should I just focus on my, you know, the what's called the user acquisition right. or should I looking for the investor? I feel like I'm so many things jumping around. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, well, good for you. It sounds like you're making progress. So uh, one of the lessons is, Celebrate the progress, right? Because when you're an entrepreneur, your to-do list is endless, right? So good job, good job, right? So that's it. <laughs> you gotta, gotta, gotta get over, you know, one step at a time. So, um, okay, so yes, you, I hear what you're saying. Investors like to move the goalposts constantly, right? You, you, you want, you know, we want to see five customers. Now we want to see ten customers. We want ten thousand a month in revenue. Now we want twenty thousand a month in revenue. Oh, and then we meant twenty thousand in profit. You know, it's like just constantly, right? And um, that, that's, it's not you, it's the industry, right? But it's also code. It's code that they really aren't ready to invest, right? So in some ways, it's feedback. Um, there is never going to be a right answer, right? I have a friend who, a company I'm on the board of, and he's an engineer. 
So when he started the company, he asked all the investors, what do you need? And they said this, and then he did that. And he came back and said, here I am, I'm ready for the money. Oh, no, no, we meant this, right? And he's an engineer, he can't believe it, right? Like five times, you know, I did this, I did this, and they still no money. Since that's, they're always going to do that. What they're really saying is, yeah, we're kind of interested, and we don't want to say no, but we're not really that interested. So you got to be careful about who you're talking to. And I think this goes back, again, I, we're developing a theme today, talking to the right investors. So I don't know who you're, I don't even know what you do. I don't know what investors you're talking to, but I think it sounds like you need to work harder to find investors that match what you're doing, maybe and less on developing the company. Because if you have, you've got a beta and you've got an MVP, you're starting to acquire customers, that's great. You're, you're pretty, and it is great. I'm not skipping over that at all. Good for you. Um, you're going to need a few of those. So keep going on that. What you really want to do is get past the first dollar. Are you generating any revenue yet? Yes. Um, I think last time we checked like under seven. <laughs> Seven dollars or seven thousand? Yeah. Seven dollars. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, that's that's more than that's more than zero. Good job. <laughs> so yeah, obviously you want to add a couple zeros to that, right? Um, but that that is still that's a milestone, right? So it sounds like, and I I don't know, right? This is a this is an entertainment show, so I don't know. But if I was you, I think I would be looking. You said you have a team. I would be looking at making the team, empowering the team to keep going. Because it sounds like you already have the momentum to generate the MVP and make a little money, get some customers, and use the, the limited time you have, or, or maybe there's somebody on your team that can do this, in really researching who the investors are that like this space so that you can contact them and not even ask for money, right? There's a famous phrase, maybe everybody's heard this, but um, you ask for money, you get advice. You ask for advice, you get money. Right. And what that's really saying is that investors are about relationships, especially at the early stage where you are. You're not going to you're not going to get a 20 million dollar investment because you're not that big. Right. You need like half a million dollars, it sounds like, or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And if that's the case and you're talking about angels and you're talking about individuals, which means relationships, which means people like me who like we've made the money, we're going to write you a personal check. Right. So that's got to be a relationship. So you want to figure out I would go on. Um, uh, oh, there's another one for Christian if he's still here too. Angel list, right? Angel list lists all kinds of angel investors, and you can see like what kind of companies they've invested in, and find your competitors, see who invested in them, and then just friendly, gentle, you know, outreach, email. Hey, I'm do. I saw you did this other company, or I see on LinkedIn you have a background in this. I'm doing this too, right? And I'd love to just. I'm just gonna. I'm, you don't even need to ask. You just kind of say. I'm going to send you some updates occasionally and just whenever you have something good to say, you know, not every day, right? But every couple of weeks or every month or so, Hey, you know, we just had this, we got $7 in revenue. Yay. You know, or you know, this, and just kind of keep hitting them just gently. And if they write back and say, piss off, then of course you leave them alone. But, but you try to develop those, those friendships with people that do this already. Um, I think you might get different answers than what you're getting, which to me is code for, eh, Right, and that's not who you. You don't want to be spending your time talking to those people. Gotcha. Okay. Um, okay, so I get it. Another question, if you don't mind, I ask. Okay. Sure. What happens if you pitching, you know, the product to the similar field, and because the technology, this is the obviously co-carding.com technology, a way to shop with your friends and family online collaboratively, okay. and 
I'm worried about people stealing the money, I mean, the idea, and just give off something better. They even have money. They even have team. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I feel like I'm scared in a way to approach the people who is in this field and know everything could be do a better job than me. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard, uh, and especially well, uh, collaborative shopping is huge in China, right? I mean, huge. We're just waiting for that to hit here. We've been talking about it forever, and be, hopefully, you're the hopefully you're the one that's yeah. going to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great that's great mm-hmm. stuff. Um, big big business. Um, I, there's no right answer there. You you, you got to do what you got to do, right? You got to put it out there and hope and work to make your version b- better and different. Right. There's just for something like, you know, if you're doing something that's a trade secret that you can hide uh, or use NDAs or something, fine. But this is a consumer product, so you have to put it out there. Um, If it helps, my experience, a lot of entrepreneurs get worried about this and it, it is a valid concern. There's no doubt about it. But at the same time, you could give the same business plan and the same tools to everyone on this call today and they would all implement it differently. Right. You might start from the same place, but their vision won't be the same as your vision and their abilities aren't the same as yours and your connections. Right. And your team. And um, one of the things about being an entrepreneur is, is believing that you can make a difference, not just in general, but by doing this, because you're the most passionate about it. Right. And that that's that. And that's true. Right. You could send me every confidential thing you have right now and I just mess it up. Right. Because I don't. That's not my thing. I'm not into the online shopping collaboratively, right? I know it's a big business. Like you could hire me to come in as an executive and I'd do a good job because I'm a smart guy and I work hard, but I wouldn't make it happen. You're going to make it happen. And that, that you just got to believe that, right? That, that's all there is to it. Um, and it also, in a space as hot as that, it also might open opportunities for you to partner with other people or get acquired, right? So that wouldn't maybe be the worst thing um, because there is a lot of action activity. I hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Um, I want to personally invite you to our uh, uh, cocarding.com. I will write to you in a private message. Cool. Um, and I, I wish you, uh, I wish uh, people connecting. Sure, please yeah, do. I will be back. Okay. Yeah, nice to meet you. Speaking of that, um, you can, if you'd like, you can put the URL of your company in, and all of you guys can do this in the chat room. Um, and can, and uh, you could visit if you want, and um, you're all welcome to connect with me on uh, LinkedIn as well. If you do, please send a message because I get so many requests. I don't I don't just accept random stuff, but if you say who you are and that we met here, uh, or you were at least in the audience today, I'd be happy to connect. Uh, trying to build a tribe of like-minded entrepreneurs here. Nice to meet you. Uh, all right. So what do we what do we got left here? Let's get back to the uh, let's get back to the chat room here. Uh, we're going long today, a lot of people today. Uh, I probably have to end this in about 15 minutes, if not sooner. So, um, okay. Tom says, Scott, I have a question. How do I get real real estate syndication funding here in OC? Okay, so OC is Orange County. That's where I'm in Southern California. How do I get real estate syndication funding? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm being quiet for a second because I'm thinking. Tom, I, 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 I don't know much about real estate syndication funding. I... I'm a software and technology investor guy. Uh, yeah, I, sorry. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I'm glad you tuned in, right? Sorry. <laughs> but everybody else, 
how, how can Tom find real estate syndication funding? Uh, that's definitely a thing. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, Tom. <laughs> I'm moving on. Rosemary, hi, Scott. We're three moms working hard on a new line of beauty products. Good, good job, Rosemary. Is there a foundation organization that we can contact for financial help? Um, perhaps. It depends on what you mean by financial help. If you mean, um, well, if you mean somebody to invest in you, uh, maybe uh, as three moms, there are a lot of people that are funding women, back, women-owned businesses these days. That's definitely a thing. Um, you can Google that uh, and find women, uh, they call it impact. Impact investing is the venture capital phrase for investing in things that may have uh, a return beyond just financial, right? So you're investing in uh, veterans or immigrants or, you know, uh, black entrepreneurs or whatever, you know, something that's going to help society in addition to the financial return. So you could Google for women impact investors and it'd probably find a bunch of them. Um, there is a category for that actually at startupinvestorsdirectory.com. So if anybody wants to try that uh, and that looks interesting, you can use the contact form there and, and um, contact us and um, we'll send you a free uh, code to be one of our beta testers. We'd be happy to, if that would help as well. Now the other hand, this is something I always like to talk about. So if you meant financial help in the sense of um, consulting or accounting or guidance on making a business plan, um, financial projections, pro formas, that kind of stuff. Yes, there are organizations that do that for sure. And one of my favorites is the SBDC, Small Business Development Corporation, SBDC. It's a federal uh, U.S. organization. Um, it's your tax dollars basically at work. The SBDC has offices all over the country. Um, including here in Orange County and at, uh, at the University of California, Irvine. And they consult. Their mission is to help small businesses. And they don't have to be tech software businesses, any kind of business. They will help and consult on financial matters to help entrepreneurs grow their businesses. So SBDC, you can Google that. Um, there's also SCORE, which stands for Service Corps of Retired Executives. SCORE is also a national organization. It might even be international, actually. Um, Service Corps of Retired Executives, and just as you might suggest, uh, as the name suggests, it's uh, full of uh, old retired people who like to volunteer their time to help uh, young business owners uh, or younger business owners. Um, so SCORE and SBDC might be helpful to you, Rosemary. I hope that's useful. Um, moving along, uh, let's see. Um, Scott, recent university grad working on a video-based dating app. I'd like to join your live and get advice on crowdfunding. I think we just did that, right, Michael? So, yeah, I think that sounds good. I would recommend crowdfunding. Uh, Nick says Scott is right. That's my favorite comment of the day. Uh, we specialize in Web3 companies, MVC, and the lineup of series. And traction is everything. You need traction. This is Nick Buchanan. If you have an audience to convert to revenue, that can be a way to prove out your business. That's right. Yep, took him way too long to raise. Yes, agreed. Okay, uh, let's see, uh, Gutsling. Scott, our company currently considering crowdfunding for business, not product development, as pre-seed funding, what due diligence milestones and objectives that we need to consider. So getting ready for a crowdfunding raise, that's interesting, Gutwing, Gutslings. Um, well, a crowdfunding raise is really a lot like a VC raise, right? You need to have all your shit together, basically. Um, um, oh, Eco, you want to come on camera there? Okay, sure, let's do that on camera. There he is. The Echo or Echo? Echo. Echo. Hello, Echo. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Hello. Hello. Where, nice are, to meet you. where are you? Uh, Perth, Australia. Oh, great. Down under. All the way down under. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
So I kind of almost give up uh, on this restream because I need to reload several times. But, oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, so we currently uh, in the in the stage where we already have uh, we already have several um, several uh, users and and we already get some uh, some traction in the uh, in in our income. But the problem is uh, we are so in our area. It's, the, the saying is, if we want to get funding, is basically trying to squeeze water from rock. Right, right. That's what happens. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So, uh, so the question is, uh, we are trying to get more fun We are trying to get business funding, so it's not a product funding anymore mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, to to get us uh, from the crowdfunding, and hopefully we can fish a bigger fish in the. Uh, in in our currency, that's what we are trying to do. Okay. So what I want to hear is more in the warning rather than something that is like encouraging. <laughs> okay, smart man, right? There's lots of yeah. lots of uh, dangerous uh, waters here. Um, okay, so when you say business funding, does that mean that the business is already operating and has revenue? Yeah. Oh, okay. So we already have revenue. We are. Uh, so I. So I'm. I'm not the co-founder. Uh, I'm more in the. Uh, first, uh, first employee. Mm -hmm. So I already get some. Uh, so we we already have some agreement in the stock options and everything. Mm -hmm. We already have IM and everything. Okay, good, good. Okay, so the question is crowdfunding obstacles essentially. Um, probably uh, what we need to uh, what we need to be aware of before we go uh, because uh, like you say, uh, crowdfunding we need to. Uh, we need to have a marketing. Uh, we we need to spend some money for that, and right. Mike and Mike as well makes uh, everything like uh, see us and everything. And what we what I want to feel more like uh, what we need to be aware of because uh, probably some crowdfunders uh, after they get some kind of um, some kind of our stock options and then they like run away or something like that. <laughs> so we want to yeah so. So this is like business crowdfunding, so mm -hmm. it's not product. It's no longer product product crowdfunding. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, the first thing that comes to my mind is your is domicile, and domicile is just a legal word for where are you, right? So if you're in, is the head, is the company based in Australia, like incorporated in Australia? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, if you have U.S. investors, um, are, are you, then there may be tax and even currency issues, right? Going back and forth to the currency in the different tax jurisdictions, um, which may or may not mean that you can even do it, right? Um, I'm an investor in a, in a company in Brisbane um, that ha I was able to because they had set up a U.S. entity. Uh, in fact, and I tried to do another one that I ran across in, down in uh, Melbourne, but they were only a Australia-based company, so I couldn't invest. It was just like, it was too complicated. I mean, it could, but it was too complicated to do all the paperwork, right? And that was, um, those were, uh, yeah, those were crowdfunded investments, actually. So jurisdiction, anyway, that's that's the thing to be careful of. Um, um, and then, uh, what was the other thought I had? Oh, if you have revenue, um, WeFunder in particular, and probably the other platforms, are doing more and more with debt. And I would be looking at not just crowdfunding for equity, 
but you might be able to raise the money at debt, meaning that people loan you the money, you know, and you pay a certain interest rate rather than giving them a portion of the company. That, I think, is a big growth area. Actually, this is for the other uh, Michael who was asking about crowdfunding as well. Um, raising debt is an increasingly uh, popular option. Um, because it just makes sense, right? At least if you have the revenue to support it, uh, it can be a much better deal for the company rather than diluting yourself and your shareholders. Um, so I would be looking at that. Um, other than that, the problems are pretty much what I'd already talked about in terms of a lot of people think that if they post an offer on a crowdfunding platform, suddenly money is going to show up, and it's, it's really not. It's a marketing exercise. Uh, but I would add to that, it even can be a customer acquisition exercise. Like you can actually find customers uh, if you have a popular product, especially a consumer product, right, like a new cooler or a, a iPhone accessory or something, um, you can actually attract a lot of new customers that way. So you can look at it as a marketing exercise in terms of your budgeting um, that maybe pays for itself by raising money as well. Um, and then the other one that you hear a lot of complaints about are the different levels of rewards and perks that people get, right? If they invest $500, they get a T-shirt, and they invest $5,000, they get this, and whatever, you know, those kind of levels of perks. Um, and uh, there's research worth doing on what are the appropriate perks and levels for your offer, um, because it's funny how, you know, I know I know some very wealthy people who will, will, will do a lot of things for, like, a free T-shirt, you know? Like, you can really afford that T-shirt, <laughs> you know, but, but people get turned on by that. Uh, and uh, I, would, I would spend some time thinking about your, uh, your incentive structures. Um, so does that does that help? Um, yeah. So I but that's more uh, about the milestone and perks. That's more in the product development uh, crowdfunding, isn't it? Well, it's uh, it's, it's, no, it's a customer incentive. If you want to attract interest, I would still do it. Why not? Okay. Right? I mean, you want to, well, you're you're selling something. What what you use the money for? They don't care so much as that they believe in what you're doing. Um, and the perks might be different. You know, maybe a T-shirt's a bad example in your context, right? Um, but uh, yeah. pe pe everybody likes the feeling of getting something for free. So this is this is still a sales exercise, even if you're going to spend it in a different way. So. Okay. Well, nice to meet you. Got to keep moving here. We're already into almost an hour and a half. Uh, thanks for checking in from Perth. I, I need to get to Perth. I've spent a lot of time in other parts of Australia, but I've never never been all the way over there. There's actually a group there called um, called the Perth Angels. Have you run across Perth Angels yet? Yeah. So oh. we already uh, we already uh, asked people around. We already uh, asked uh, to go around uh, for for investors, but uh, it's still so because our technology is in fine art technology. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's a little bit hard because in Perth uh, it's more based on mineral and yeah, it's a mining town, right? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. All right. Well, you'll get there. Nice to meet you. Yeah. Nice to meet you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. So let's, uh, man, we're an hour and a half here. Let me cruise through the chat here, and then we will wrap things up. Um, Angie says, can you please repeat those five? I think that was, um, if Angie's still here, what was I talking about? I was like uh, customers or something, right? I think I wrote that down. Oh, yeah, here it is. I, I did have a note on that. Let's see. Oh yeah, how to make money, who's going to pay you, let's see, how to make money, from whom, why, how much. That was four, so there was a fifth one. But that's the idea, right? It's kind of like a who, what, where, when, and why sort of scenario. Um, and the real point, Angie, is 
it's about the money, right? It's really hard for us as entrepreneurs. Uh, we get so wrapped up in the vision, you know, of like, like Kevin was saying, once it scales, it'll be beautiful. And even before that, the product itself and the solution, especially if it's a product that came out of personal experience, some personal pain or problem that we're solving, we get so wrapped up in that that we forget to talk about the money. And because this is startup fundraising office hours, as it says right there, right there, <laughs> fundraising, right? this is about the money. And you've got to think about the money because that's what investors care about. They may like your vision. They may invest in that space. They may feel passionately about the topic also. But as investors, their first priority is return of capital with a 10x return or whatever their benchmark is, right? So you've got to start with the money. And that's why I keep hitting this, uh, the drum about, uh, you know, customers. Who, how much, how often, uh, why, you know, that kind of stuff. So I hope that's useful. Okay. And then uh, let's see. Thank you for your answer. It's been really helpful. You're welcome. Um, Jay says, building a protocol and model for facilitating monetizing owner's data and more personal communications between enterprise and consumer. That sounds cool. Uh, Detroit, okay, a homeboy. All right. Cast Tech, all right. A USCT grad. Nice to meet you, Jay. Hope to see you again. Um, that's, that's fun. Uh, and then uh, Peter says, throwing this out just helps. Okay, so Peter, yeah. Got that. Okay. So I think that's, that's all the, the chat I can see. And I guess we're about out of time. So I want to thank you all for joining me today. This has been a lot of fun. I hope it's been useful to you. I'm Scott Fox. Um, I run the Startup Council, which is an organization dedicated to helping folks like you um, grow your companies, make a difference in the world, and hopefully turn around and help other entrepreneurs too. So thanks for being here. Please tell your friends, like and share, uh, click to follow. You can find me on LinkedIn if you'd like. Uh, you can check out startupinvestorsdirectory.com, and we'll be back next month. So get on our mailing list if you haven't already. Uh, the mailing list is a good idea because that way uh, you'll hear about these uh, future events. And there it is on camera, uh, startupeventnews.com, startupeventnews.com. All right. Thanks for being here. Hope you have a great day and an even better fundraising. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.